Hello, everybody. I'm going to move this mic slightly. Okay. Can uh, you hear? Yeah, I can hear. You can hear. I think okay. so. Okay. Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. <clears throat> I am Champ Champenstein. I am Heather Ruth. <laughs> Alice Allison Hadfield. Sorry, I included my maiden names, too. <laughs> I'm just Heather Hadfield. Sorry. You're who you want to be. I am who I am. Uh, you're where you want to be. Thank you. <laughs> Is that a Ford commercial? What? Where you want to be? I was just making a Taking oh. Back Sunday reference. Mm. See, I never listen to Taking Back Sunday. Well, you're missing out. I know. I'm going to make damn sure you listen to them. I I understood <laughs> that one. <laughs> uh, so, Heather, what's the day again? December 11th. And we've got a lot of comics to talk about, or I do, I guess. Yeah, I was like, I don't. You do. So uh, we're going to just kick this right off, and Champ's going to just dive right in. Okay. So first I have Doom 2099. Uh, full disclosure, haven't read any of the other 2099 shit. You Not, just got it because of Chip, right? I just got it because of Chip. <laughs> I knew it. My stupid comic crush, and I had no idea what was really happening. <laughs> it was kind of cool. It was interesting. Basically, Doom is in 2099 trying to find Doom to be, like, the ultimate Doom. That's that's how I'm going to describe it. I feel that. <laughs> But, you know, just Doom. Doom being Doom. I don't understand that reference either. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know Doom. So that, yeah, I can't really... I suppose if you're familiar with 2099, definitely pick it up. If not, you'll be in my shoes where you're just like, all right. This is Doom. I read a story. (laughs) Thank you. But was it well written? Yeah, it was well written. Of course it was. Chip does a good job. Yeah, he does a good job. So just pat him on the back real fast. Oh, I was going to pat myself. (laughs) Thanks, Chip. We are one. (laughs) Uh, Good. So on with something else. I have Joe Hill's first first book. His first book ever written. Uh, Joe Hill's new book, Dying is Easy. This is issue number one. I feel that too. Yeah, same. It's about a detective who has a past who decides to become a stand-up comedian and his comedy is about his life as a detective kind of it i would probably listen to that kind of comedy yeah, yeah i didn't like i didn't dislike it i'm interested it there is it is a mystery can i see the back of this is this yeah. the viewers damn it no that is not the viewers i spent like an hour last night trying to find that ad on Google because I was trying to show like DJ and Sarah. I was like, no, dude, Ian Summerhalder is a D-bag and he is on the back of this comic holding this comic of this show that he's in, which is pretty much the sequel to Vampire Diaries. Yes. Sorry. Anyway, dying is easy. So dying is easy. <laughs> wow, dude. The viewers. That was just a tangent and a half. Yeah, I... I'm on one today, apparently. (laughs) So there's a twist and a mystery, so it's not just, like, straightforward him being a comedian. A twistery. A twistery, if you will. So, I don't know. I'm going to get the second issue, because I want to know. God damn it. Our faces were frozen on that. It looked really good. Okay. Okay, dude. (laughs) I'm going to stop. I have uh, Far Sector. This is issue number three. Or two? Jesus. They got a bunch of threes later on. Uh, so, Far Sector, issue number two, New Green Lantern in this planet investigating a murder. 
everybody's kind of senses and emotions are dulled by the planet themselves so that they don't really feel anything. And there is a drug that helps, like, alter that effect. So she's talking to this real, real good-looking man. Let me see. I'll be the judge of that. Okay, I have to get to the back of it. So he's this real good-looking. They're talking about all the bad stuff, and she's like, he's trouble. And it's because he's on the on the drug that helps him not have any. Ooh, he is handsome. <laughs> any emotions? Yeah, the art in this book is real, real good, and I really enjoy the story. I think it's really interesting. Uh, it also explores like her relationship with another character in the book and how they just couldn't quite do the dirty. <laughs> I feel that too. And I don't know if that was exactly what I was saying, but that's no. that's what I interpreted it to be. And I'm also a child. I, <laughs> I'm just like, they <laughs> mean sex. I've <laughs> I've heard a lot about far sex, <laughs> far sex, <laughs> far sector. A lot of good things about it. So yeah, no, I re- like I really like it. I think the art's really great. The story's interesting and a little bit fun at the same time it is a, a a young animal and also a young adult book that i enjoy i think like teenagers could be into it and sometimes you know those books don't hit with me me either i think the, the last like young animal one that i read was eternity girl yeah i'm pretty sure that's it i don't think i've read anything in between that but mm. it's good yeah it's good it's, it's good. good it's good it's good okay. okay so we both have Jane Foster Valkyrie, issue number six. Um, How'd you feel? I, I know you were feeling iffy. I, I didn't really feel, to be honest. Um, it was just kind of there. Um, I feel like your biggest like complaints actually weren't within this as much as like they had been in the past issues where she's kind of fighting with that idea of being Valkyrie and being a normal person. Right, and I, th- I think... I don't know. I I felt like this issue, as weird as it sounds, was more of a filler. Mm -hmm. Um, Because she forms a tiny little team. Eh, Sorry, I got something in my eye. I like the whole conversation that she has with the... The uh, doctor. Yeah, the doctor in there where he's just like, don't look at me like I'm an idiot. Like, I know who you are. Stop trying to hide this shit from me. And she's like, bam, Valkyrie. I thought that was pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, that was cool. Um, But yeah, she forms a team with... God, my... With a, a medical team, because they are going to... Save death. Save death, yeah. Um, so I like where the story is going right now. Um, I don't know, but I, I am still kind of, like, indifferent to it. I think I'll give it, like, a couple more issues just to decide whether or not I, like, where care, it's yeah. going. Because um, I don't really care for Doctor Strange. And he's, he's been, like, a main character in these, which, again, yeah, is fine. Like, I don't mind. But I really want to focus on Valkyrie, and I wish that Thor was in here more. <laughs> but that's, uh. it's not, like, bad by any means, and it's just me being very particular about my Valkyrie stories. But Yeah, which is yeah also a fair statement. Yeah. Like you, I, I think for me, I have less, like, of an attachment to that. So for me, I'm like, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. And I did, I really actually, compared to the other ones, I did enjoy this issue. I liked the introduction of the new characters. Um, I really did like, um, God, I can't remember his name now, because you know how I am with mm-hmm. names. 
Yeah, no, you just need a need a, a literal literal notepad. Yeah, you can't mannequin. You, you can't say no to me anymore. You're right. I I need a <laughs> notepad so I can get these names straight. We both do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I did like the introduction of mannequin, who is from Alpha Flight. I do remember that part. <laughs> I thought he was a very interesting character to include in this story. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. All right. All right. I don't have anything to really add. I just wanted more of your opinion than anything I was really focused on that one last night. That was the first one I read, and I really took my time with it because I wanted to get, like, every angle of it before I was like, do I like this or not? Yeah. I mean, when you're making those, like, decisions whether to take something off or Mm -hmm. not, you're just like, what if I miss out on something I truly enjoy? Right. And I have, again, like, a connection with the the Valkyrie story and with just Jason Aaron in general because he's no longer on going to be on Thor after next week because next week is the last King Thor. Yeah. Sorry, I got all choked up there. Okay, well, with that, I'm going to talk about Pretty Deadly, The Rat. This is issue number four. And we're still kind of searching for Clara and what happened to her. And you encounter the Reaper of Obsession. And kind of just, like, takes takes hold can i see it for a minute oh yeah for sure the art is really really good in this story because i i really like all the covers for it and i just oh yeah and you the 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 material you would also like it's just a really really good it's just a really interesting and intricate story where everything is just kind of woven together yeah i've been meaning to get into it and i think it'll be easier like because this is five issues right i believe so five or six i was gonna wait until the fifth one and then like start from the very beginning mm-hmm. so that I could actually like read it through because I do it does really sound like something I would enjoy yeah damn this art yeah no the art is it's just really hard to describe because it it is so amazing it the, and, the, and the panels s- kind of remind me of like Gideon Falls yeah yeah they are kind of like those weird panels that are set up in different ways yeah the way they take up the whole page and like mm-hmm. uh, no space at all oh yeah both that's good yeah no it's a it's a really good story I mean, this is something you can definitely hop on issue one of, like, the rat story and still understand what's going on. But I think it's kind of important to get the full, like, mythology of what's going on. Right. Because there is, like, the first story arc is really in-depth into that sort of idea and all of the Reapers and who they are. Like I said, I still need to go back just because my brain just forgot everything. Right. It had been a few years. Okay, then this is issue number three of The Batman's Grave. There's some kicking. Kicking and punching. There's lots of that. Uh, Batman's just investigating this man's suicide. <laughs> There's no suicide. Yeah, though. and he, he, like, has to... He ends up stealing, like, an Alexa, basically, to figure out, like, what's ha- been happening since it... Re- everybody's voices i thought you meant electra for a minute and i was like how did he steal an electra no an alexa this makes more sense yes completely different universes (laughs) like i get it yes uh so he kind of does that does some investigating and it kind of goes from there it's it's a good like detective story i really i really do enjoy like the jabs between batman and alfred a lot in this in this particular book Alfred's still alive. Alfred's still alive. Yes. Okay. Alfred's still alive in this book. Okay. Good. And yeah, no, it's just real good. Okay, so now 
I, uh, we both have technically pretty deadly. This is issue number 42, or pretty deadly, deadly <laughs> class. Like, Wait a minute, are we back too, to this one? Too many fucking deadly books. <laughs> deadly, deadly class. class. I'm a little behind on this one. Yeah, you are. I'm only one issue now. I'm almost caught up. <laughs> well, two can, with that one. Yeah, Marcus is just trying to continue his plan to infiltrate and destroy the the school. It's not going as planned. My man. Spoiler alert. <laughs> not going the way it, it never does. He, he wants it to go. And him and Maria are having some rocky times because he's sober right now. He's trying his best to like not be, you know, a piece of a shit dick. but he's still a piece of shit well yeah i feel like with him he's gonna be a dick regardless of whether or not he's sober yeah and it's just you know it's just marcus like none of these characters are truly good people and then it's you know fooling yourself if you think that is my skateboard friend still in here uh, yeah, it's he, been a few issues. It's I, yeah, well, and he's kind of just like in the background. He should be the main character of the show. <laughs> so I love him. <laughs> the show, as in like the, the, comic. the comic, yeah, yeah. no, because the show is no longer a thing. <laughs> yeah, the show is no longer a thing. But that's no, neither here nor there right, <clears throat> right now. Right. The comic is still going, and it is wonderful. So if you love, you know, very violent teenagers, yeah, I would say very violent teenagers. Out assassinating one another. It's the way to go. So. I was saying who it was. <laughs> who did? My glasses Who's are the wrong there? description, so I can't see, like, beyond this in front of me. I just don't want to pay for new ones. Yeah. I don't know. Sight's, sight's good, though. Yeah, it is. Sight's, like, really cool. I was telling Brayden the other day, because I was laying in bed watching a movie without my glasses on, and I was like, when I was younger, I used to be able to squint, and I could see perfectly. When I squint now, I can't see at all. <laughs> Does that mean my eyesight's getting worse? He didn't understand because he's never had to wear glasses before. I mean, I can't see see anything without my glasses. Yeah, so no, I, I can't I at all. I don't know. I never think my vision is that bad until someone else tries my glasses on and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Which has happened between all of my roommates multiple times. I'm like, yeah, I can't see. So I don't like when people wear fake glasses. I also understand this complaint, though I'm not going to let us rant about that right now. We're done with that. That is that's a whole, it. that's a whole nother conversation yeah. for a whole yep. different podcast. And I could go on for <laughs> hours about it. So I'm going to talk about Batman Curse of the White Knight on that note. This is issue number four, five, five, five. That's number five. Five, five. Joker's outfit. That's his, all I got to say about that. His little t-shirt and striped pants. I love the suspenders. suspenders, too. I just think it's really cute. Uh, it makes him very non-lethal. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Batman just investigating what happened in the past and why everything is happening now. Some cool shit happens. I figured. Uh, you get a return of Jack Napier, which is also the Joker. So... Because that's what the whole Batman right, White Knight right. first story is about, is how Harley develops a pill that helps Joker become Jack Napier, who ends up taking over Gotham. Shit doesn't go quite the way it should go. It's teamwork. Yeah, and now we're in this book. Okay. Uh, that, and see, for me, like that's kind of the downfall of this particular story, is that 
that the first White Knight series was interesting and like was a different idea that I was interested in. And this is kind of just taking place in that world. Is it a different writer? No, from it's, that the, one series? it's the same writer. Same one? Yeah. Okay. It's it's his it's like his art and his writing. Oh, okay. And Matt uh, Hollingsworth does the art or the colors. So it's just one of those things where it's just like a continuation on his world more than anything else. Harley's I really like Harley's character a lot in this book. I just I just don't know. How many more issues is it? Three. Three more? Yeah. I At least that, you're almost there. Yeah, I am almost there. And I you know, that's why I said I couldn't really take it off at this point just because we had I'd gone this far. In the end, nothing right. really matters. That's like me with every single limited series I've ever read. I'm like, <laughs> I've made it this far. I might as well just finish yeah, it. Yeah, and I now I'm just like, well, what is going to happen? Right. Because, you you know, you kind of find out the Waynes were, spoiler alert, just fucking assholes. <laughs> who would have thought? Yeah, like, who would have thunk these... White people with money? <laughs> yeah, white people. Assholes? Yeah. They took land from other people. <laughs> are, are we shocked? <laughs> I'm blown away. So that's that's all I got to say about that. Okay. I am also, I'm glad that you're finishing the whole series because I like hearing about it through your perspective. And I would like to see how you feel about the ending. Yeah. Because I was thinking about just picking up and reading it like once it was done just for my own, you know. I definitely suggest reading the first, first story arc. Oh, yeah. Just because I think it's better. That makes sense. I'll do it. But, but yeah, he, I he's just... also in the process of writing a third third one. So Is that it I'm like Return of the White Knight. I can't even remember, dude. Okay. <laughs> he showed a photo of it. But it's just one of those things where I'm like, well fuck. Do I do this again? Right. What what choice do I have? Now? I have an idea. I have an idea. I will pick up the, the next <laughs> series, having no context whatsoever, and I will read it and try to review it for you. <laughs> this is how Champ would feel. We're doing it. Okay. All right. So next we have Gideon Falls. This is issue number 19. And I feel like I kind of understand this issue. Uh, Allow me. You do it, girl. So um, Norton, who is Norton, not really. His name is Danny. He just goes by the name Norton. Um, And his father are meeting up with the plowmen. And the plowmen are the, the group of people who are working to find... The Black Barn. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing it since, you know, Danny was a little kid when he went missing the first time. Meanwhile, in this other world, the father and the therapist are going through the machine, the time traveling machine. Um, I don't remember where they're going, though. That was they're the one thing. They're trying to get to the current Gideon the, Falls. The current Gideon Falls, okay. Which is where Danny is, yep. well, Norton. Um, yeah. So they're working to get to the current Gideon Falls. So they're going through this time machine and they're working together they don't really know each other they're getting to know each other meanwhile in the current Gideon Falls Clara who is the sheriff who is the sister of Danny Norton Sinclair who is the daughter of the man who is in the hospital the doctor the doctor he was the doctor they call him like okay okay that makes sense I just didn't know if he was actually a doctor if they were just like a doc in like an ironic kind of way could be um regardless um she is called to a diner where something big had happened. And if you read the last issue, then you know in the last issue, the smiling man who escaped from the doctor 
took hold of another body and is going places and he's like, I'm hungry. That's his thing. He's hungry. So he starts pouring ketchup on everything. <laughs> and um, then murders. A bunch yeah, of and then there's like murders and stuff. So we're getting, what is this, part three of five? Yeah. yeah. Part three of five for the Pentacolis. Um, so it's all coming to a head. They're all eventually going to meet up, obviously. So this is like all three of these, not necessarily timelines. There's two timelines, three different groups of people who are going well, to mean, be meeting they're, up. They're well, un- yeah. An un- un- unimaginable amount of right. timelines. But I mean, like, one These, timeline yeah. with the therapist, the father, one timeline with the other three yeah. characters. But they're all about Everybody. to kind of like meet up with each other and fight this smiling man. How was that? That was really good. You Thanks. did it. Thanks. That was clear, concise. Yes. Um, as always, art is incredible. Panel layouts are great. Um, the story is finally starting to make sense. So I'm back on the <laughs> Jeff Lemire train. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there were some like, issues there that were just like so utterly confusing it was just like almost like a minefield to walk through just like I don't know what the fuck is going on right but I think like with any of these kind of stories too there has to be a few issues where you don't really know what's going on because once they all like come together it makes sense yeah but yeah I was fucking I was telling Sarah and DJ last night like I don't feel smart when I read this book yeah, I know. I feel so dumb, like, trying to figure out what is going on. But this one really ties up, like, the last few issues and, like, what everyone has been doing. And I think, I don't know why they have to do it like that, because I don't like <laughs> feeling dumb. <laughs> it's kind of that, like, joy of, like, I don't know, mystery and time travel and oh, yeah. stuff. Just, like, what what pieces can I put together? Yeah, and I've never been good with time travel because I'm impatient. Um <laughs> That's why I liked Lost. Okay. There you go. That was Gideon Falls, issue number 19. Uh, I mean, I can't say that I dislike Lost, so I don't know why I'm giving you shit. I only liked it because it was so dumb I understood it. I just, for some reason, I really love the season everybody hates where they're in, like, the 70s. Season 5? Yeah. Hell yeah. Love that season. Sorry. Uh, no, that was good. also the writer's why, why did you touch me? <laughs> um, so I'm going to go next. Huh. Oh. <laughs> you thought it was doing the thing? I thought it was just closing uh, out again. It was just poor connection. Sorry. So I'm going to go. This is Reaver. Um, this is issue number six. Um, I, with how this first issue, like the very first one, how I felt about that, I'm very surprised with how much I like it now. I really, really enjoy it. Um. They are fighting the bad guys to get to the anvil, um, but they're all separated and dealing with their own fears and stuff. Two of my favorite characters die within a page of each other, and that's kind of stressful. But my favorite honorable man does a very honorable thing and allows them to, the remaining people, to continue fighting to get to this anvil. It's bloody. It's so bloody. You know, it's it is insane. very bloody. Yeah. If you love blood, this yeah. is the way to go. Blood, blood, blood. And it's like kind of unnecessary bloody, but I think that's why I like it. Um, oh, I forgot to show you this part too. Um, my favorite little reaver. So this is kind of like up in the air. I don't know if she's actually dead or not. Mm. But yeah, she like potentially sacrifices herself as well. So like, you know... <laughs> 
Two people sacrifice themselves. One of them is just an idiot and fucking dies. But yeah, it's Reaver. So that's the end of the, the first Reaver. like story arc. Um, I I have no idea what they're going to do in the second one because the only people who are like remaining is the Berserker. He's like the only one from mm-hmm. their original group that's still there. And it's because he's a fucking Berserker and he was just like, you cannot kill me. He kills everyone else. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> that made me emotional, like, talking about my favorite honorable man. You know I love an honorable man. I know you love an honorable man. You also love dishonorable men. I, which is why I was really sad when the other guy died, because it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, dishonorable men are probably my favorite, I, but a really good written honorable man, I can get down with that. Uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not even remotely surprised. I love dishonor. Uh, I'm going to talk about something is killing the children. This is dishonorable men. <laughs> this is issue number four. I mean, dishonorable monsters, really. Yeah, which is also another one of the things I enjoy. So this just you just get more in depth of the monster hunter girl and what's kind of happening, and it's I still like this. I like this book a lot. Is, is this just a short series? I can't remember. I honestly cannot remember. Okay. Because I know that he is writing that one, but he's also taking over for Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Which, I, obviously, he can do both, but... Yeah, no, I just... The series is just really interesting. I would be, like, even if it is a short series, it would be nice to have, like, an, maybe, like, another short little mini-series or something. Just right. because you can expand on the main character so much, and... I don't, I don't want to ruin anything, but basically the idea that, you know, a young girl is just a badass mon- monster hunter is really great to me, as always. And oh, you can't fine. really, like, tell her age at all. Damn. Yeah, I'm into that as well. I love killing machines. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole scene where she's in a uh, tool store looking for a chainsaw, and the guy trying to sell her a chainsaw is like, this one has, like, the safety device and all of this stuff, and he's like, but, you know, I do have the... The ones without safety that, like, just, you know, rip through anything. And she's like, can I see that? Those. Sold. <laughs> it's great. Nice. She's like, that's wonderful. I do love that kind of stuff. Uh, reminds me of uh, Dennis and Dee. Yeah. Plus, you know, this <laughs> this isn't just, like, straightforward by any means. There's always, like, an element that's going on. Like, right now, she's being hunted by the brother of one of the kids who died because he thinks she has something to do with what's going on. Is it the group of children from, like, the first issue? Yeah, it's just that's that group of children, but there's also been other children okay. that have gone missing or been killed. Right. So, okay, I just didn't know because I remember you saying the the group in the first one. I didn't know if they were, like, a central part of the story, like, Stranger Things type thing. Well, they, or... like, they are in a sense, but only because one of them survived. Oh, okay. And that's... He's kind of, like, kicking it along with her. Okay, cool. That makes sense. And more monster hunting stuff. This is Buffy Hellmouth issue number three. Yes, number three. And you read the last one. I read the last one, and I read this issue. Okay. So I'm all caught up. Okay, I will do a little bit of talking here. So um, Buffy and Angel are stuck in the Hellmouth, and they had run into Drusilla, and they discover that Drusilla is not... What they thought she was. Mm-hmm. Well, she she's the bad guy. That's not in yeah. question at all. But <laughs> but they 
discovered that she's not part of what is like going on and so i what is that little monster that angel's with i love this guy yeah he's cute just eating other demons um so buffy and angel get separated so her and drusilla are kind of forming an unsteady alliance for the time being and buffy finds out some things about angel which I loved. I thought that whole, like, scene was great. Yeah. But, and, I mean, it's really not spoiling anything if we say, because if you've seen the show, you know that Angel's a fucking vampire. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> you are not wrong. That's the big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is really interesting. Uh, and I really like this series a lot. I think this is the only one that I've read where I'm like, hell yeah, Angel, you're fucking tight. You know, I've never really... No, you know I hate Angel. Yeah, no. You know my feelings on Angel. I don't like Angel either. Um, but this, yeah, reading this, I was like, I don't mind Angel. Yeah, like, no, at I, all. He's an interesting, like, he's interesting here. I really love this series in general. Yeah. I never really thought I would like a Buffy comic as much as I really enjoy this. Oh, it's yeah. just solidly written. I really enjoyed the, like, voice from the Hellmouth sort of thing that was going on mm-hmm. throughout the issues, or that's been going on throughout all the issues. I don't know. There's just something really great about this. Yeah, I also really, really enjoy this. Um, I just feel like as a Buffy fan, it, if you're not reading this or if you don't like this, you're missing out on oh, some, yeah. for some reason. Yeah, no, this is has kind of exceeded all of my expectations. But the art in this, beautiful. Yeah, it's really I love cool. it. Um, and I think that's honestly one of the things that like I like the most about it. Like I do really enjoy the story, and I mm-hmm. like where the story is going, but... The art is just so crisp. Yeah, I do really enjoy the balance, too, between, I mean, I guess I'm not reading the Angel series, but the balance between the Hellmouth book and the Buffy book, how it's showing, the Hellmouth is literally just showing her within the Hellmouth, and then the Buffy series is focusing on everybody else. Without her Without her there. So it is kind of one complete story. And it's not just, like, oddly repetitive, you know? Yeah. I Yeah, I didn't even consider that, but I really do enjoy that, too. I kind of want to, like, pick up Angel. Yeah, I'm kind of curious, like, what that kind of fills in. Yeah. I think I'm going to do that tonight at work. I say that about, like, every comic that I say I'm going to read. Like, I'll do it tonight at work, but I think I might actually (laughs) read Angel at work tonight. All right, well, it's your turn. Okay, so I have Sarah and the Royal Stars. Um, In the last issue, Sarah's uh, soul was taken pretty much because her and the Royal Stars, which is the group of royal kings and queens and stuff from, like, different lands. I don't really know what to consider them. They're just royal stars. They deal with, like, magic and stuff like that. Um, But they took her to hell, essentially, Or, like, a a version of hell. And so, yeah, it was really cool. So her soul gets taken captive. So in this issue, it's um, the old bull who is the lion-type guy that she had met previously. He is trying to get her body back to her soul so that she can complete her quest, which is to free her land from the bad stars. Um, But, of course, they run into a lot of, you know, bad guys. There's a... A brother and a sister demon who have been trying to like kill her family line for as long as they've been around um and they finally like find her so they're trying to kill her um but she joins forces with i 
I don't even think they give him a name, but like an actual lion. They call him the heart of the lion, who is one of the royal stars. Um, his spirit is also there. So he says, you know, let me join with you right now and we can fight this evil together. You will still have like control of your body. I won't do anything bad because he is a good guy. So she joins forces with him and it's really fucking cool how they like fucking fight together. It's so sick. The art in this is incredible. Although I am glad I finally understand what the story is about because I was simply just reading it because the art <laughs> was really good. Like this page blew my mind. The colors for it just it's so beautiful. Um and I think this is actually going to be an ongoing. I was about to ask, is it limited? Yeah, because I thought it was limited just based on the story alone, but I saw that it was solicited in the next previews. So I don't know if maybe it's like a second part to the story because she still has to, well, she discovers that her mother, who she thought was dead, is not actually dead. Okay. Her soul is trapped. And, okay. So I know she has to go free her brother and her mother's souls, but then there's also the the challenge of like, freeing her sister and her father who are still alive who are who are trapped by her uncle who was trying to take over the kingdom so there's still a lot that needs to be like tied up so that's a lot of information yeah so i can see why it would like still be going um yeah it's i love it i i love a good fantasy i love a good fantasy art (laughs) that's it all right so together now we have the red mother this is issue number one. This is a Jeremy Hahn joint uh, done by one of my favorite artists, Danny Lukert, who did Regression, which this is the cover that I have because I love him. Any any opinions? Oh, I really enjoyed it. Like, uh, I read the preview, so I didn't actually read this oh, one, okay. like, last night. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot you did that. Yeah, yeah. I read the, the preview previously, um, and I really did enjoy it. I think it's an interesting take. It's like... Uh, a better version of that Jessica Alba movie, The Eye. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that movie. So, basically, um, our main character here, she gets into some sort of trouble, scuffle thing and loses an eye. Her eye gets replaced and she starts seeing this thing called the Red Mother, which you don't really know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of looked at it as if, like, death. But... That's just my interpretation of it, and I know I'm going to be wrong about it because it's obviously a deeper story than that, but like I said, Jessica Alba, the eye. Yeah, I suppose for me, just because I didn't, there wasn't enough pieces there yet, it was just kind of this thing happened, right. and then this thing happened. Right, and um, one of the things that is, I think, like going to be a central part of this story is like she was with someone and when the accident happened, her friend, like, is gone. Yeah. So I think a big part of that is trying to find out, like, where her friend went, whether or not he's still alive, like, why this happened to her and why she's seeing this fucking thing. Yeah. Um, I really like the tone. Yeah. Like, the tone was really interesting for the book itself. It's a, what was it, like, a psychological horror thriller, yeah. which I'm I'm really into, but... Yeah, I honestly, I was only originally going to pick this up because of the artist, (laughs) but I really enjoyed the story so far, too. I think it's just really well done, especially, like, I read, they compared it to The Beauty, which I did not like at all. Yeah, I mean, that's just because it was also a Jeremy Hunt book. Right. Well, I'm guessing. Right, and that makes sense, because they also mentioned The Realm, which she also does. Yeah, and I guess it kind of has that aspect of body horror to it a little bit. Yeah. Which I think 
Because that's also kind of what regression was, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is probably why they teamed up for this is because they're both really well at that kind of thing. Yeah, no, and I really, like, I really like the art for that. That was, you know, one of the main reasons I liked regression as right. well. Right, yeah, that was the only reason I stuck through 15 <laughs> fucking issues of it was because of the be- art. I can't believe you read so much. I know. <laughs> well, I had to. Like, when you find an artist that you really enjoy, you want to support them. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Trust me. I just, I bought Doom 2099. <laughs> Yes, you 100% get it. I get it. But yeah, this is uh, The Red Mother, and I think this is ongoing, right? I I haven't heard anything either way about it, but yeah. If you like body horror, if you like psychological thrillers, if you like Jeremy Hahn or Danny Lugert, I would say give it a try. Yeah, it's a good first issue. Yeah. Especially, I don't know, especially for a horror book. Oh yeah, because there wasn't, it didn't give you too much, but it gave you just enough where you're like, okay, I want to read more. Yeah. And it wasn't at all, like, dragging. It wasn't overwhelming. Like, I thought it was paced really well, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can agree with that. All right, do you want to talk about this, or should I do this? Do yours first. Okay. No, actually, we do the X ones last, so okay. I'll just, we'll just do this. <laughs> this is Undiscovered Country, issue number two. I'm done with this. Yeah, I also was not a fan. I did, I did start it last night, and I got to... They did another flashback with just... It was just seemingly unnecessary, and I had to stop, and then I finished it this afternoon. I It's just not my cup of tea, really. Yeah, mine either. Like, Champ and I were just talking about this. Like, I enjoy the concept of it. Yeah. I think it was a really good idea, but I think they focus too much on the characters rather than the events that are taking place. Because I, I don't care yeah, about no, the I characters. There's too many of them. There's way too many for me to become invested in them. Well, I think there's too many that I, it's just like, I don't really know anybody, don't really know anybody's names, and I can't really differentiate who's bad and who's good and what their intentions are. Right. I just know that there's a brother and a sister, and I think that's who the story is, like, revolving around, because oh, yeah. the brother's a piece of shit, and the sister wants to help everyone. Yeah. That's all I know about them. Yeah. No, I, once again, would not discount it for somebody else. The art is really interesting. Oh, yeah. The story is an interesting idea, just this post-apocalyptic world where the United States cut itself off, and so they make a lot of references to things that happened pre the, what did they call it? I think it's on this last page if we just stay here. After the ceiling. So they just talk about, like, music and, like, pop culture things that people might understand and there's like a little timeline of how the ceiling like affected the united states and stuff it's just it is it's a good idea yeah i just don't like the way it was executed yeah and same here i just it also seems too wordy for what it's trying to do it's the words that are there aren't really adding to the story by any means it's just kind of like excuse the verbiage but word vomit that's literally what it is and it's, it's kind of frustrating because I feel like if... There's some were, cool parts, too. Oh, yeah. No, there's there's some really cool things that happen in this. Again, like, that's not my problem with it. It's just... There's too much for what little they give in return. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, no. Agreed. Sorry. Part of me wants to stay for just, like, one more issue to see, like... What what the fuck is going on with this dude? But like at the same time, I don't. Again, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. The Uncle Sam thing just 
it's too much. It's too much for me personally. Uh, yeah, I feel like it was done to be like funny, but it's not funny. It's just like gross. Well, and it's also just cliche mm-hmm. and just really like hacky. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I and don't, I, I don't I, like it. I, I just don't like it. Yeah. No, I feel bad for saying these things. And I don't like I don't like saying bad things. I know I don't either. But well, yeah, we'll just stick with it's just not our thing. Yeah, just because it, it's not bad. It's just not. Yeah, what could we're totally be in. your thing. Yeah. Uh, and with that, I have the X Men books. We've yeah, yeah, yeah. we've switched on this. Yeah, it used to be you, and now it's me. Mm-hmm. I don't. Well, like... I just recently added myself to X Force. I just have to get caught up on it. So, yes. so I'm gonna start with New Mutants. This focuses on a completely different set of the New Mutants. So it is Armor. Armor and Glob are basically the main two I that, love this, Glob. that this book focus on, focuses on this particular issue. Other people who make appearances are Sage, Boom Boom. Oh, Boom Boom is also in it a lot. Uh, Maxime and Manon, who are also kind of in it more so than not. The two focus in the beginning, like, is on Armor and Glob, and they kind of, they go off in search of the X-Men, their X-Men friends who haven't shown up, or their mutant friends who haven't shown up, and are just like, come, come with us. We want you to be, be Kirk Cohen with us and have a, have a great time. And then things just don't quite go that way. Which is what always happens. Yeah, so I, I don't know, I really like it, it's a, like, I like this book because it's pretty fun. Yeah, I was going to say, I think in comparison to all the other ones, like, it's more upbeat like, and, I'll like, say, yeah, fun. like, it's more lighthearted. Yeah. Because in both of the things, like, very serious things are happening. But the way, I don't know, the characters read is just very kind of lighthearted. Right. It really, the teams do make a huge difference in the way that the books do read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I do like this idea of them trying to help their friends and be like, come with us, and then things kind of twisting around and not going their way. And just them being like, they weren't supposed to try to do this anyway. But <laughs> this kind of shows why. I love it. Uh, I, I think I might, like pick up new mutants just to read i don't think i'll add it but i do really want to read it because i love that war child and i know that doesn't really have anything to do with the series itself but yeah i really enjoyed like the people that were in that one no you can always borrow my issues too i would love to and then the other book i did read but don't have with me ish (laughs) you can show it it's x-force issue number three I will be adding this book to my pull file. It is just really good. It's honestly my favorite book out of all of the X-Books. I did read the first X-Force last night because I hadn't even like flipped through it, but the art in it is incredible. Yeah, I was I was not expecting that to be that likable, but I did really And enjoy I think that. that's part of the like part of the thing that adds to that book is the art's the art fits the story so well. Right. That it's just it's hand in hand and I never thought I would like an X-Force book, but I seriously, I can't say, en- like, enough good things about this book. Um, I really like Wolverine and Kid Omega together. This had a really interesting thing where, ba- like, Kid Omega and Wolverine were going to save Domino. They came across Domino, and the lab had been working on her to make these regenerable, regenerable, not really, 
but more so lucky right. assassins. And so she's just like gross and just trying to escape with them. And that was awesome. Uh, Professor X comes back to life. We knew it was going to happen. <laughs> we uh, knew. But there's a really interesting uh, dialogue between her and Hank about life and death and what the resurrection really means and how that affects the way people think. And Jean Grey really has like a really awesome kind of monologue where she kind of talks about how that affects her. And it's just, it's just so well written and I love it. I love it. It's one of my favorites right now. Like I said, I, I feel like I should drop off one of the X books because it's just a lot. But they're all so good. But they all are very, very good and very like intriguing. So it's, it's hard to decide if I make the cut, which one has to go. Did you happen to read Fallen Angel? I did not actually okay. read that third, the third issue. The second issue, just like, I didn't care. Okay. I didn't either. I just, I remember you had read the first one. Enjoyed I, it. Yeah, I liked the first issue. I enjoyed it. And then I read the second issue of Fallen Angels. And it was just like, well, this is kind of like, blah. Right. Like, to follow up just like such a solid first issue was kind of like, with that was just not my, my bag. And right. I might read it tomorrow. But, I don't know. Okay. It didn't keep my attention enough for me to really care. That's, yeah, that's how I kind of felt about it. Because I didn't even read the first one. I just flipped through it. But it did not seem like something that I would be into. Yeah. If you're a fan of Psylocke, I suppose it would be a really good one. Right. All right. That's all. That's all I have. We did it. That's all I got. So we will uh, see you guys next week. Yes. Uh, You know, do the thing. Buy comics. Thank you for listening to us. I hope you enjoyed my Happy Holidays sweater. It's my War on Christmas since 1991. Let me see what shirt I have on. See, I if like it, see if it can beat yours. I was like, maybe you don't have a shirt on. Okay. I did. I put one on today. <laughs> Whip them titties out. I have dirty fur. I have a mummified monk. <laughs> Sorry, that does not beat it at all. All right. Well, we love you. Thank you again. Oh Heather is stuck. stuck to the chair. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.